Now, the DC universe has not gone very well. Given uh, Marvel seems to have got their mojo back um, it, it, after some very dodgy films, but mainly really strong ones, uh, DC has been shown up every single step of the way. Um, what did we have? Uh, Batman vs. Superman, Superman was turgid and horrible. Uh, Justice League was just a bit, the, almost the opposite of turgid, but um, absolutely horrible. Um, Suicide Squad was terrible. They did have one shining light, though, Wonder Woman, and maybe that shows the, um, their future is much better suited to standalone movies because Aquaman is so much better than uh, those bad films. I've uh, up and down with James Wan's films. I'm not a fan of the Saw series, even the first one. I thought they were pretty atrocious, but he's helmed some big films, and at least they haven't been complete catastrophes like his other DC comic people. This time we get Aquaman, who in some ways reminds me a lot of Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. He's kind of like this um, powerful sea god guy that's half human, half sea god. At the start, we get a very confusing Nicole Kidman. I kept staring at this blonde lady thinking, are you Nicole Kidman? But um, she's actually made to look 20 years younger, deliberately due to the story. She um, She's washed ashore after escaping Atlantis and um, an arranged marriage there where, where she's the king's daughter. And she falls in love with this human that operates a lighthouse and has Aquaman as a uh, half-human, half-god aqua person fin mermaid thing um and while there's still a child all of the forces of atlantis come and, and rescue her and she goes back willingly to try and protect her child who then grows up and he's kind of like this um wolverine character in that he lives in a very simple existence he does do some sort of superhero-y things um but he also sort of like hangs around in bars and is grumpy a lot like wolverine um at the start we see him sort of rescuing this crew of submarine crew from a, a group of pirates who seem extraordinarily advanced pirates to be honest um and he shows off his, his powers underwater and, and and so on um but the broader story is um basically the his half-brother who he shares a mother with but not a father and his own mother, is a, the Nicole Kidman character, has been killed by the um, by the king of Atlantis after he found out that she had had this earthly affair and fathered another child and so on. Um, basically, there's a whole world, I think, of seven different countries underwater and um, this new want-to-be king of the whole of Atlantis wants to join them all together to attack the humans. And that's quite a, that bit's um, quite motivationally well done. He is a megalomaniac, but the um, primary drivers are the fact that the humans are polluting the oceans to the extent that it's destroying them. So they're actually fighting back and um, use nefarious techniques to make it seem like they're under attack as well. And his uh, the thorn in his side is the fact that on the land side of the equation, he's got this brother who's played by Jason Molina. Is it Jason Molina? Momoa, Jason Molina's a different actor. Oh dear, how stupid. Um, so Amber Heard, she arrives from Atlantis and um, she wants him to come back and try and claim the throne, which is rightfully his, uh, to stop his brother going to war against the humans on the surface in some cataclysmic war. And the whole thing is extraordinarily convoluted. Um, 
one element, the worst element of it, and this you never see, even in the most complicated Marvel films, is exposition. Every 20 minutes or so, a character just stands there and explains what's happening. And that's really weak writing to do that. I mean, you never see this in a Marvel film where they actually have to stop the film and have one character explain what's going on. And they do it quite rapid fire at times. Like when he's... um, when they first explain that there's these seven different realms and blah blah blah, and they have to, um, he has to get sort of like all of them to join him, so that he can go to war and then he can be declared the rightful master of the oceans or some such thing. Um, so, what follows is actually a surprisingly light and good film with a great tone to it as well. It's not completely light and goofy, a lot like Justice League was. Um, it's got darkness to the stylistics of the um, the cinematography and and some of the things that happen in it, but it's never a heavy film. It's never turgid like Batman vs Superman, and Amber Heard and Jason Momoa head off around the world in a, in a kind of Raiders of the Lost Ark slash uh, Romancing the Stone kind of film. It's got that scene when they go from location to location. You know, they solve a puzzle here. And they find out some information that leads to their next location. The whole film predicated around them finding this trident that um, allegedly holds all of the power of Atlantis and will give legitimacy to Jason Momoa's character, uh, all the while being pursued by uh, Patrick Wilson, who plays the um, the evil in inverted commas, because it's, it's, it's kind of not defined that he's, he's solely evil just that he wants the power to attack humans because he feels the humans are overthrowing the world but he also has mummy issues because he doesn't like the fact that he's got this brother out there that could potentially be more of a king than him um uh, the film itself i found really enjoyable actually i like the fact that where they move from sequence to sequence some of them are really well done there's a whole uh, sequence in in Sicily, which is really stunning. Some of the um, CGI and the, the location footage is absolutely breathtaking. And a lot of the action's really good in it as well. Um, not only does it have sort of an often Indiana Jones sort of vibe to it, um, it also has, um, to, as the film progresses, a, a Lord of the Rings vibe to it as well. Uh, particularly the last half hour where it goes, it's gone on too long, but it ramps up into this hugely epic battle sequence. And along the way, he um, he uncovers this Cthulhu, Love, H.P. Lovecraft demon of the sea, which is quite a, an astonishing creature, this um, Leviathan from the deep, which has tormented Atlantis. But it's certainly not an evil creature, more um, a balancing creature who, who sort of oversees what's going on and, and, and can involve himself to devastating effect the final battle is really good worthy of lord of the rings actually there's some pretty interesting people in the cast william defoe i wonder if he's the first one in the dc universe to have turned up more than once or was it marvel was spider-man marvel no spider-man was marvel because he was a villain in the spider-man films when they were rebooted and he turns up as kind of like the uh, mentor figure for momoa's uh, aquaman character Dolph Lundgren turns up and is actually pretty good as a, as a king in it as well. And Kidman's got a nice juicy role here because she gets to pay a very pretty Nicole and then um, a slightly aged Nicole who's a sort of warrior uh, in the latter half of the film as well. I thought it was good. I thought the, um, the acting wasn't necessarily great. Uh, Momoa is good in his role. He's not as good as someone like Hugh Jackman. He doesn't have enough 
to his range of emotion. He's kind of like, he exists in a narrow band of emotion, which he's very good at. And um, physically and, and visually, he's, he's got it down pat. But I don't know if there's enough personality in there. But then again, that's something that the DC films have really suffered from. I thought both uh, Henry Cavill's Superman and um, Batfleck were really poorly rendered and didn't have much human personality to either role. So maybe that's more to do with the writing. But it's wildly ahead of virtually all of those DC films. It's not as good as Wonder Woman. It hasn't got quite as much heart. Uh, there's a borderline amateurish to the performances. Amber Heard is completely perfunctory, and I would say that not necessarily as, as a praise either. Um, no one is stands out. Patrick Wilson's good as the inverted commas baddie. I thought he was quite good. I thought the motivations of the characters were good in it. I thought they had quite a, a, a lot of depth to to why they were doing what they were doing and also their previous relationships and the previous history of Atlantis is really well fleshed out. Compared to something like Black Panther, I thought the, um, the world building of this was really, really good. You get a much greater sense of, like, Wakanda was nothing to me. Wakanda was like lots of very pretty jungle footage and a slightly futuristic city, and that was it. It could have been anywhere in the world, and it could have been with... You didn't really get a sense of the civilizations or what had gone on thousands of years ago and why they'd been... Um, why they'd reached this point of war and what all the allegiances were. Um, like I said, for a convoluted film, it does have way too much exposition, uh, and it's a little bit lightweight, but I thought it was very satisfying... So I'm going to give Aquaman 7.5 out of 10. It's very enjoyable. It just falls down in a couple of areas, and it's beautiful to look at as well. So 7.5 out of 10 again for Aquaman. And this is one of my favorite angry songs of all time and one of the best of the decade so far from the early part.